0: hi there and grace and peace to you this morning praying god's blessing on you now you might and especially if you're my grandmother in kansas you might be thinking now what in tarnation is my grandson doing what is tim doing preaching in the entrance hall of his house surrounded by luggage you might think and it's partly true that i'm desperate to get out of that door our front door that's kind of partly true although i've already been for my walk today and now a bit like you perhaps i'm i'm locked in uh, during this lockdown season. Do you know, uh, it wasn't that long ago when we were expecting to pack our bags and, and be at spring harvest. There are other international trips that have been cancelled. In, in fact, I would just, wouldn't you so dearly love to be on your way somewhere? Uh, to meet some new people. In fact, I dream of going through that door and going into the through the doors of friends, of family members haven't seen except through a screen in a while. I really dream of going through that door and then going through the turnstiles at Vicarage Road to see another moment when The mighty Watford, I don't know, when when this Malissa kind of nutmegs Virgil van Dijk and we score a winning goal against Liverpool, I can't wait to go through that door. I can't wait to go safely, obviously, into the door of an aeroplane and to go and visit my family in America or to go and visit far-off mission partners. Dream of being the other side of that door. Can't wait to open the door of our locations and see what God's going to do when we next get to gather together again. And so what is it like in this season when we're behind those closed doors? Well, I believe I've got a word for you today, this morning, that this season need not be and it isn't a waste of time. In fact, this season is packed full of purpose. I believe I've got a word for you today at the beginning of a new series of three called Before We Go. And this word is going to lay some foundations for some things that God's going to show us and do in our lives and our hearts over coming weeks and months and even years. They're going to see many things of the kingdom breaking in, actually to see heaven come to earth, come to our worlds in a new and exciting way. I'm confident of that. And my prayer for you today is that this will be an encouragement to you, an invitation as well as a challenge from Isaiah chapter 60 about this is a time to rise and shine a prophetic message to us as a church that we would wake up, that we would actually become alert and see the glory of God in a new way. Uh, And not only that, to wake up to a day of opportunity and to wake up to see the light of God's glory shining on us, but also to reflect his glory to the world around us. I believe today's message and what we're going to be looking at as we go into the book of Acts is going to be even more fuel to the fire within us To see God create us to be more the church that he wants us to be. Actually to reform us so that we might be revived. So that we might be refocused and therefore be able to bring reform to the communities. To see transformation of communities with the amazing love of Jesus. Now, we're going to be getting into the book of Acts. And at the beginning of 2020, we introduced our theme, which is about which is called heaven sent. Remember those arrows? The arrows were that the fire came down on the early church. Then the people were sent out and then the glory went up to heaven. And so we're picking this up again as being a heaven sent people. And over the coming weeks and months, we're going to be getting into the book of Acts. And I just feel even more now as I speak to you, this is a really significant message, a significant book at a significant time for the church in this nation, not least our church family. Now, if you have a Bible with you, I wonder if you could open at the first verse of the book of Acts. Now, some uh, people, commentators have said, really, this is uh, not really the Acts of the Apostles as much as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Well, actually, uh, the more we study into this, we recognize that Dr. Luke, who wrote Luke and Acts, wrote them as a two volume work. And you'll see as we go on to read, his purpose was to explain the ministry of Jesus by his Holy Spirit through the church as he wrote the book of acts and before we go any further it'd be really good for us to pray so where you are right now let's pray a simple prayer heavenly father thank you for your word thank you lord that even though these words were written down two thousand years ago by your holy spirit they still speak to us today And I want to pray for the person who's watching right now. I pray they would not be watching for entertainment. I pray actually a spirit of revelation would come across their heart and mind. I pray, God, that you'd speak. Uh, Lord, if through my words, through your word, you'd speak right to the heart of our situation. Build your church. Build us as your people again, Lord. And we ask for you to anoint this time together around your word in the name of Jesus. And I hope where you are with where you are right now watching, you're saying, amen, Lord, speak to me because he wants to. The Lord wants to speak to you through his word. And so we're going to read and this will come up as well on the screen. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they're not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will What an inspiring promise. We're going to look at, as we go further, what happened during the ascension of Jesus. In fact, David talked to us about that next Sunday. And then what happened is they laid the foundation for leadership prayerfully in the church, ready for the Holy Spirit to come. That needed to happen. But in this period, in this important period, which is 40 days, Jesus proved to himself again and again that he was, in fact, alive. The proofs of his resurrection. Now, many of you might know the significance of 40. Uh, it, it is actually the highest number they ever counted to in Sesame Street. No, no, that's, that's uh, for those in Sesame Street that they've never got beyond 40. Someone should really try and correct that. No, biblically, it's really important that we understand the, imp- the significance of the number 40. during the 40 days after he suffered and died he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive i love this in fact anyone who studied the old testament or even parts of the new testament would understand the significance of 40 days or 40 as a number uh, you might recognize that in Genesis chapter 7, uh, the flood, the rain fell for 40 days. And then after the rain stopped, actually, in Genesis chapter 8, Noah waited for 40 days before sending out the raven. It's about a period of time. In Numbers 13, uh, Moses sent spies into the, the, what would the promised land for 40 days to spy out the land. And then as we understand in in Numbers 32, because of the rebellion or the lack of faith and trust of God's people, they were actually punished by a year in the wilderness for every day that the spies were in the promised land. So Numbers tells us that they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 days. Uh, in course, and, of course, and you take it into the New Testament, 40 is a significant period in loads of ways. Uh, the time that Jesus was tempted uh, was 40 days uh, without food and water. There are other seasons. In fact, later on in the book of Acts, when Stephen is giving an account for Moses' life, he breaks Moses' life into 40-year periods. So when we get to this, Luke is giving us a hint, and it's inspiring for me, is he's saying there was a period of time, an epoch, which means a, a special day designated period of time that Jesus revealed to him, him, revealed of himself that he was really alive. In fact, the Greek language is really good because it talks about certain proof. Jesus, from time to time during this 40 days, kept on appearing to his disciples. He walked with them. He walked through walls to meet with them. Uh, He ate with them. He gave thanks and broke bread with them. He He explained things to them. He appeared to them. He even let them put hands and offered to put their hands on his wounds. Time and time and time again, through this period, in this 40 days, Jesus gave proofs of his resurrection. And that's the first thing I want to highlight from these few verses. Before we go, we need to understand this season is packed full of purpose. And for the early church, he gave them proofs of his resurrection life proof that he really was alive this is how i believe this applies to you and me my what is the relevance of that this has massive relevance i believe prophetically in this lockdown season in this epoch in this 40 days and i'm not saying don't count the days i'm not saying it'll be 5.7 weeks until all this is over it could be longer but it's a season in this season Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, wants to give you and I repeated proofs of his resurrection life. proof that he is alive. You see, this season in between uh, the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension was packed with purpose. In the same way, this lockdown season can be and is packed with purpose. The first thing is that he gave multiple evidences for his resurrection. Jesus ate with them, as we've just read. He talked with them. He revealed himself to them. He allowed them to see the wounds in his hands. He had breakfast with them. He revealed himself in multiple ways with objective evidence that he was alive. Don't you thank God that our faith, the Christian faith, is not just based on subjective experience, but actually objective truth, actual hard evidence. Luke makes that really clear in how he wrote the book of Luke and then into Acts. He's recording historical events. Jesus makes absolutely clear that the apostles didn't just feel that he was alive, that they knew he was in fact alive. I believe in this season, church, my friend, I believe this is true for you. The Lord wants to give in new and profound ways fresh evidences of his resurrection life. Because you know what? Jesus is alive. He's alive, his power is real. And my prayer and expectation is in this lockdown season, even if you're living on your own, you will have evidence that Jesus is alive. You know, that strange peace that surpasses understanding, that when the clouds of despair off, they can, they can shift and we can see the light of Christ. It, that laughter around a meal table, that sense of peace that helps us sleep at night, even though the world has gone a bit crazy evidence of his resurrection. In this season, my prayer for you is that you will have multiple evidences. And I believe as we pray a bit later on this morning, we're going to pray for the power of Jesus to be made manifest as we pray together as a church family for healings and breakthroughs. And if you're watching this and you haven't done so already and you have a specific prayer request, please send that in using the YouTube chat, Facebook chat or email prayer at wellspring-church.org. And before we finish our time together today, we're going to pray for some breakthroughs. So please understand, this is a season packed with purpose where Jesus reveals his power and his resurrection life in new ways. The second thing we see in verse three is Jesus taught them. He talked to them about the kingdom of God. They'd seen amazing things. They'd seen uh, miracles. They'd heard the the sermon on the Mount. They'd They'd heard his parables. They had seen him, biggest of all, resurrected from the dead. They'd seen the wounds in his hands. And yet still in this 40 days, in this season That were packed with purpose, he reminded them, refocused them about the kingdom of God. you might think, well, what is the kingdom of God? Well, it's really made clear in the rest of the Gospels, things like this: that the last in the kingdom of God become first, the small are grand. Um, Tom Sin, his brilliant works, uh, talked about the mustard seed versus muck world. And he says, "Our consumer world is like muck world. Everything's consumed, there's maximized profit. Everything's the same." He says, "But actually the kingdom of God is a kingdom of the mustard seed." That's the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God children are to be seen as wise and those who think themselves as wise are shown to be fools. In the kingdom of God, the poor are actually blessed, more blessed than those who are rich and full of themselves. And in fact, in the kingdom of God, it's more precious to give than receive. Jesus taught them about the kingdom of God. Of God. I believe in this season it is a time for us to be reminded of what really matters, of what is really important, of what is really true. And I'm not talking about your truth and my truth, I'm talking about the truth of God. We live in an age where everyone's defined their own truth. Well, as long as I'm true to my truth, now that's fine to a point. But we're realizing a lot of the things that we considered to be true are actually they're just straw. They're being burnt up in these days. A lot of the foundations we stood on are being shown to be sand. And here we are looking and clambering for somewhere to to hang our lives on, to make our decisions on. How? Where do we stand? Well, now is the time, my friends. Now is the time, Church, for us to. reminded of the principles of the kingdom of God this is the kingdom where the last become first actually where those who think they're wise are ashamed because actually it's the children that are the wisest because of their trust in God this is where it's better to give than receive the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is a different set of rules a different way of living it's a different framework for seeing the world Jesus wants us even today In this season to to refocus on what really matters to refocus on what is really our priority in fact to teach us again the principles of the kingdom my encouragement to you today is do not believe everything that you think Do not put your trust in my truth. You know, people do this. Celebrities, you can see this all the time. Well, as long as I'm true to my truth. Well, look where that gets us. In a fluid world where there's no foundations. It's like we've built our lives on on sand. It's like we're building with straw. That when the fire comes, it's all gone, you know. Uh, This is not, the kingdom of God is not flaky. Don't watch stuff that is flaky and has no foundation. Even some teaching, some Christian teaching is more about the the men and women of uh, uh, kind of the empires, the empire building of, of us rather than the kingdom of God. Please, I encourage you, be judicious. In other words, be discerning in this season and remind yourself again and again the principles of the kingdom. better way you could do that than spend some time reading the gospels we're doing that in our daily reading plan we're steadily reading through the new testament and in the gospels we read again and again the the, what the nature of the kingdom of god it's like the mustard seed as tom sign wrote it's the difference between the mustard seed and muck world Uh, he wrote a lot about this in the 90s about how muck world is like the consumer world where everything is about consumer game, about momentary experience. Everything is about maximized profit. There's nothing wrong with profit or enjoyment, but he says actually the kingdom of God is about the mustard seed, the smallest thing. It's about a real trust in the kingdom of Jesus. So I'd encourage you in this season, just as it was in the early church in this epoch, in this 40 days, that this is a time to renew and refocus on the principles of the kingdom. And then in verse four, and then in verse four and five, let me read that to you. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem. In other words, stay in your lockdown, because it's something I want to do. He says, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What a promise. And he goes on to explain, as I've already read, he, he gives a promise. You will receive the Holy Spirit and you'll be my witnesses everywhere. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. He promises power from heaven. Now, of course, we live after Pentecost. We'll look at that when we go into chapter two. What happened when the fire came from heaven? Uh, We live after that event. The Holy Spirit has already been poured out on his church. But as John Andrews explained a few weeks ago uh, in a central Watford location when he was preaching, (laughs) we we are still to pursue the undeniable experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're watching this today and you don't, you've never had that feeling before, do you know what? Uh, We'll have a great time. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. When we get a chance to gather together in one place, we're going to see God's pouring of the Holy Spirit in really exciting ways when we come back together. I can't wait for that. Whenever that day is going to be. But in the meantime, the Holy Spirit is available for you and I where we are right now. I will fill you, Jesus says. Power will come from heaven. And my prayer is that you'll ask him. That actually that we as a church family will ask him and to be praying and seeking now more than ever before for a filling of the Holy Spirit, for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need, friends. That's what we need, church. We, we can be briefed by the government every day. We can entertain ourselves until we fall asleep. There's a whole load of things we can do that actually might give us some temporary assurances. But nothing compares to the promises of Jesus. And he promises you and I, I will fill you with power from heaven. And you'll be my witnesses everywhere. Everywhere. Do you know what's being tested in this time is how hungry we really are for that. What's really been testing in my life and maybe in yours as well is is how much do I really mean it when I sing, take the world, but give me Jesus. How ready are we to receive what God wants to do through us? I believe actually there is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming to the church globally because we're going to get hungrier. And there is more anointing and more power available for a really hungry church. I want to stir up that hunger in you. And I do believe that this season is packed full of purpose. And God is doing something. It's like he's putting stuff in our luggage for the next adventure. Saying, look, you're going to need this for the next season. So let me give you this. And we thought, why, why are you putting that in my suitcase? Well, do you know what? The reason is he knows what the future holds, even though no one really does. The timing is uncertain of when we get out of this season. let's not just hanker for that let's say yes to God doing what he wants to do in this season if you like let's open up the suitcases of our lives the suitcases of our hearts let's open up and say God put in here whatever I'm going to need and do you know what that means friends do you know what that means church things are going to look and feel and be different In the next season, the next adventure, we don't even know. It's like we're being driven to the edge of a map and no one's even drawn the map yet. And that's true, not just for us in the UK. That's true around the world. We don't know what happens next. What a brilliant time to live the principles of the kingdom. What a brilliant time to experience the proofs of the resurrection life of Jesus. And what a brilliant time to seek God for more of his Holy Spirit. I believe when we come through this, if we let him prepare us, if we let him do what he wants to do our life, I believe when we come through this, we're going to see a confidence in witnessing to the world about Jesus that we've never had before. So for Wellspring Church, are, are we ready That's a question. Are we ready for what God wants to do through us as a church family in each of our locations? Are we ready for the next season? Well, I believe that there's time now for us to give God permission and invite him in to ready us. To do what he wants to do in us, to store in us and to prepare in us, to change us and mold things in us that might be uncomfortable for a while, but we'll be really glad because the next season is gonna be a great adventure. Things are gonna look different, feel different, be organized differently. We don't even know yet. But we do know that God is challenging us. This is this is not a time to waste, you're not time to tread water. Now is a time to let me prepare you, says the Lord, for what is gonna come next. Now, God's heart is that this season can be practised with purpose. His heart is to give us proof and evidence of his resurrection life, even in lockdown, even in that room where you're right now, that you'd be aware of his tangible manifest presence, that you have no doubt that Jesus is alive because you know he's with you. I also believe this is time for us to seek a greater level of intimacy with God in prayer. You'll see as we go into the second half of chapter one, how much emphasis there is on the importance of prayer and how the apostles were found. As we go into chapter two, they were found effectively on their knees, praying for the promise to be fulfilled. I would encourage you to use this time to go deeper in your relationship with God than ever before. I know many of you are having experiences of God that you didn't think possible without being in a room full of other Christians. Even as we gather on Sundays, you're meeting with God and sensing the Holy Spirit in powerful ways. That's brilliant. Press in for more of that. Uh, Spend good time on your knees and believe that God will fill you and do a work in you that will ready you for what's next. I also believe uh, it is time for us to be honest about the things that need to be reset in us. Someone put on Instagram a little quote saying, I'm struggling during quarantine. It shows me how not ready I am To take the world, but give me Jesus. We sing that song so readily, don't we? Take the world, but give me Jesus. What a great song. We're realising now in this lockdown that actually there are things that often we prefer and go to that pull us away from Jesus rather than towards him. I pray that as God resets us, as he refocuses us, that he would put into us all that he wants for this next season. Now, I want to say to you today if you are listening to this message and you have not put your trust in Jesus, I want to ask for you today to join with me in praying a simple prayer. But this prayer is one of exploration. This prayer actually is a, a prayer to ask for Jesus to reveal himself to us. Where you're sitting and where you're watching this, I want to ask you to join with this prayer to say, Jesus. Prove You're alive to me That's a great prayer to ask Ask for God to prove His resurrection life to you now And then we're going to pray In another way before we finish But if you're, if you're maybe not a believer Maybe you've not put your trust in Christ before I encourage you to join with me in this prayer Dear Jesus I ask for you To prove yourself Alive to me Where I am right now i ask for you to show me your resurrection life open my eyes open my mind open my heart that i might know you for myself amen amen now if you prayed that prayer i really want to encourage you Uh, may the lord uh, bless you with an awareness of his presence in very real and tangible ways if you would like to chat through uh, and to get any more help along your journey you can email prayer at wellspring-church.org that's prayer at wellspring-church.org and i'm sure you'll be encouraged and one of our leadership team will be there to uh, help you on the next stage of your journey <clears throat> the final thing i'd like us to do is to pray for this season for all of us as a church it's a simple prayer of submission of humility before the lord and it's a prayer that god would do great things among us and through us so that he can do great things through us in the next season that he would do something with us so that he can do great things through us as we go forward so heavenly father join with me in praying maybe where you are right now heavenly father we give to you our lives we give to you ourselves in this lockdown season and we pray god by your holy spirit that you would show us evidence of your power that we would see healing and breakthrough and supernatural experience of the truth of your life pray god that you would help us see again the principles and priorities of your kingdom To not put our trust in the empires of men and women, but actually to put our trust in you, our God, our Savior. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for the promise of ongoingly being filled and filled and filled again. Holy Spirit, would you fill us again and prepare us for what's next? We reach out to you, Lord, in prayer, and I pray your blessing on everyone who's watching this message and listening to this podcast. Bless them. May they know the fullness of your purpose. And may this lockdown season truly be packed with purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen.